teacher's really bitching. Why? Oh, nothing. I was just listening to rappers. Were you really? Dick's Automotive. It's a messed up song. It is a messed up song. Um, so, okay, there was a line from a song that I heard back in, like, 94. That for... I, I could have swore it was from a Rugburn song. And it's like... I mean, it's been stuck in my head for 28 years. And all that time I thought it was from a Rugburn song, but it turns out it's not. And the, the line was something about, you know, silence, the original alternative. And the whole song was just making fun of grunge and stuff. And, um... Mm. And I, I can see how I got it confused. It's actually by a guy named Todd Snyder. Oh, yeah, I know Todd. Well, I don't know him, but I know Todd Snyder. And the song was, a. Uh, it was called... I've uh, seen Todd Snyder. Yeah? Yeah. He's playing Memphis a lot. It was called the uh, Talking Seattle Grunge Rock Blues, was the song. <laughs> and it was one of those talking blues songs where there's music, but basically the person is just talking a story over top of it. Yeah, he was kind of a folk singer kind of guy. Yeah, he's what they, you know, in the parlance of the times, they called alt-country or mm. whatever. Um, but it was on, so I can see how I got it mixed up, because it was on right around the same time as the Me and Eddie Vedder song by the Rugburns. Mm. If it wasn't, if they weren't running concurrently, they were at least in the same year. Mm-hmm. And they're not completely dissimilar, because Rugburns were kind of country-ish. Uh, Steve Paltz is definitely in the folk area. Yeah, it, you know, so they were kind of songwriter, and they were kind of in the same vein. So I guess I just got them mixed up or something, or thought one was the other. But because I I dug out a copy of the Morningwood album and I was listening to it, and I'm like, where is that song with the line I remember? <laughs> you know. So then I went digging on YouTube for other Rugburn songs from other albums. And that's why I was listening to, like, Dick's Automotive and stuff. And I still couldn't find it. And then, so I did a look up on the line, and it's... Actually, I only found, like, one return that told me it was him. But for some reason, I guess that's a common enough phrase or something. Or a common enough group of words. Mm-hmm. Um, that it wasn't easy to return on a search or whatever. But finally I found it, and so I, I listened to that song, too. Then I went down sort of a rabbit hole of 90s stuff. Do you remember a Tennessee band called Judy Bats? Yeah, I love the Judy Bats. Um, They're from Knoxville. They had a song right around 93, I think, called Saturday. Okay. That I remembered liking a lot, but I hadn't thought about it in decades or anything. Um, and I stumbled across that again, and as soon as I heard it, it put me immediately like back in my car driving to work and listening to the radio and stuff back in like 93. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of fun. But, yeah, anyway. And, you know, I listen to a bunch of ska. You want to join my ska band? Uh, no. Or call Wait. Them. What? I was going to ask you what the name is because I knew you would have a name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we're called uh, Scarred for Life, S-K-A, Hard for Life, you know. Mm. Not the best of those kind of things I've heard. No, it's not. But, I mean, with ska bands, you either go with the ska reference in the name, or you just go with something completely different. Because, like, mm-hmm. Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, you know, that's not really... You wouldn't necessarily think ska. Especially in the mm-hmm. mid-90s, they could have been a swing band. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, Buck 09. Doesn't really sound like a ska band. Um, Blue Meanies. 
doesn't sound like a ska band. Mm-hmm. Uh, Skank and Pickle, on the other hand, you know, that sounds like a ska band. Mm-hmm. Sure does. <laughs> so, yeah, you know. Scarred for life. No? You, don't, you want to join a ska band? I don't want to join your ska band. Sorry. Come on and skank with me, man. Uh, no, I will never skank. Uh-huh. No, no skanking for Mike? No, I'm not a skanky guy. Skanking Norton? Mm-mm. <laughs> Actually, I think I'll just use the... Uh, if you join my ska band, I'll just use the name that I made up for your amp company. Uh, Nortone? Yeah, we'll be the Nortones. That's like just stealing my name for something. Well, I mean, you stole your name from the Honeymooners. I didn't steal my name. I was born with it. Well, so, you know. I was, I was, I was given my name. That Norton predates you, so. Well, so, I don't care. I'm just saying, man. Or, you know, Emperor Norton, for that matter. You can call your band Emperor Norton. That's a different that's a different Norton. <laughs> the Nortones. We're gonna skunk skank your brain out. Oh. Yeah. 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 So anyway. Um There's a guitar YouTuber from Knoxville named Ben Eller and he is in a a uh 80s uh 80s heavy metal 80s glam you know hair metal band sure sure and they're called skank banger well, that's a different kind of skank entirely mhm yeah the uh what was it? there was a phrase that was going around here locally i don't know how, i mean it might have been nationally spread around but the the band girls like that the skanks or whatever you want to call them they were called Twinkies you're a Twinkie no mm-hmm I heard that about you nope I think it's true nope I think it's true nope anyway I've had it I've had it with you do you remember the Beetlejuice cartoon mm-hmm. yes but I never watched it. I remember watching it and liking it okay when it was on. I mean, I was older, I guess, when it came on, so it wasn't like I was a, you know... I just thought it was a weird cartoon back then. Mm-hmm. It was like watching It Grimly or something, you know. Um, I tried watching an episode the other day, and I just couldn't get into it, man. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a problem. It was just weird. Like, I mean, they... Beetlejuice and Lydia were girl girlfriend and boyfriend. What? In that? Yeah. Hmm. That like, is, I don't think that's true. And like Beetlejuice was like you know, he was a, a scamp, but he wasn't like a bad guy, like he was in the movie. Right. Well, I mean I mean he was the antagonist, but he's not evil. In the movie? He was pretty evil. Yeah. He's doing what he needs to do to get released. He's, I wouldn't call him evil. He is chaotic neutral at, at best. I don't know, man. His actions are pretty evil. No. Well, yeah, anyway, whatever. I just thought that the cartoon was, I mean, I realized they had to change it because it was a kid's cartoon. Mm-hmm. 
It was strange the direction they went with it. But, um, yeah. Let's see, what else? So I guess, you know, it's it's pretty apparent at this point that, you know, the planetary weather is changing and stuff, you know. And well, probably well, probably it's going to kill us sooner or later. Mm-hmm. But um, the good news, though, is that we might blow ourselves up with nukes before weather gets a chance to. You know, I'm not really down with this whole, like, being depressed by the day's events kind of thing. That well, you... That that whole trip you've been on lately. I'm not depressed. Well. Do I sound depressed? Yeah, you do. I don't. I'm not depressed. Mm-hmm. Not about that, anyway. Well. That's, you know, sort of out of our control. But, anyway. I blame you. It's all your Hope fault. In me sad. I watched. Like to make me sad. I watched. The guy. He likes to make you sad. I feel like I'm lettering your comic book right now. Start inserting music notes everywhere. Are we going to do a musical episode? Mm-mm. Where we sing everything? I've done that already. I'm pretty sure I've done that before. Not for the whole episode. Uh, are you sure? Anyway. I watched uh, Everything Everywhere all at once. Oh, cool. I, I still need to see it. That is a remarkably good movie. That's what everybody says. It's got a lot of little things you can take away from it. Everybody says. It's like, it's funny. It's. Everybody says it's real good. It touches on the feels. It touches my feels. <laughs> it's got some, you know, pretty damn good, like, fight sequences. My feels have been touched. Touch my feels. Don't touch my feels. Now I feel like we're in a perfume commercial. Don't touch my feels. Um, but yeah, it's like, and it's got this sort of... You'll understand this when you get around to seeing it, because this is kind of on an, an on-the-nose joke. <laughs> but it's got this like cheerful nihilism to it. Nihilism or nihilism? Uh, no, there's different ways of saying it, man. They're all the same. I mean, it's all the same thing. When you say nihilism, you can say nihilism. I think nihilism is probably correct. Mm. Anyway. Um, but nihilism yeah. deGrasse Tyson. Exactly. The nihilism isn't just a river in Egypt. <gasps> How dare you. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so it's like, you know, even if you accept the fact that life is ultimately ridiculously pointless, you can still find joy. Joy. And that's, that's a really dumb on the nose joke that you'll get when you see it. Joy. Yeah. And pain. I don't know though. Nihilism. Sunshine. Nihilism kind of gets a bad rap. 
you know? What? What'd you say? Centennialism kind of gets a bad rap. Mm. Because everybody always takes it to mean... I blame, I blame Peter Stomari. Okay. <laughs> Why? Because he was... Him and Flea were the nihilists and... Big Lebowski. Except for the third one. Who is the third nihilist? Nobody ever remembers him. I've never actually seen that movie all the way through. Oh, I'm sorry. Nothing to be sorry about. I just I consciously decided never to watch it because everybody watched it too much. And then, I had to be that balance. I don't know if any of that makes sense, but sure. Yeah. But, um, no, I, I think it does because, I mean, it, it, it's sort of an expression of the ultimate... F- free will kind of thing. But everybody always takes it to mean that when you realize that existence is futile, <laughs> existence is pointless, rather, they take pointless to mean that it should be a bad thing. You know? And, and they they always basically just say that, well, once you realize that, then you're, you're open to your worst possible self and you're going to, you know, do bad things to everybody or whatever. And sure, mm-hmm. I mean, there are people who use that because they feel like shit to make everybody around them feel like shit. But, I mean, there's mm-hmm. there's another side to that coin. I mean, if you realize that everything's pointless, that means you've got the ultimate free will to make things better for you and the people around you. It doesn't have to be a bad thing, you know? I will choose not to decide. Yeah. I will choose free will. You still have made a choice. Yeah. But, I mean, it really is. It's like, I mean, it's an expression of personal responsibility. Express yourself. If you realize that existence is pointless, then you can't blame the bad things you do on a devil or a god or whatever. It's all about you, you know? It sounds like you've been thinking a lot, like sitting around by yourself thinking a lot, and nothing good happens. <laughs> Trust me when I say this to you. You're a Nortonist. No, I have gotten the most depressed I've ever been by just sitting around by myself thinking so don't do that. That's all I do. I, I kind of shut down while I'm lettering, and, and all I do is you think. Go somewhere. You need to watch a movie. You need. I to did watch a movie. It helped reinforce what I was thinking about. You didn't watch that while you were working. I did the it's second time. It's impossible to watch that while you're working. I did the second time. I watched the movie twice. It's the reason I haven't seen it. That's the reason it took me so long to actually get around to it. Yeah. But no, I did the first time I did, I sat and watched it. There's a lot of little stuff in there, so I felt like I wanted to put it on again, but I I needed to do work, so I put it on while I was working. Which is tough, because a lot of it's subtitled. Or at least a good chunk of it. Pardon? Hanging tough. Yeah. Hanging tough. But anyway, it is well worth watching. Oh, I'm going to watch it. I... I really, I really like those guys, the directors, the the Swiss Army Man movie, because that that was just weird and strange and kind of pretty. Mm -hmm. And this is better than that. That was a depressing movie, though, wasn't it? Uh, Sort of, yeah. I mean, but there was also another one of those like you could take a lot of different things away from it movies. Yeah. If only Daniel Radcliffe would have been in this movie too. He is pretty good at everything, isn't he? I don't think I've, I, I mean, so, I haven't seen everything he's done, but I like seeing that little dude show up and stuff. He's always, always seems like he's trying his best. I've never seen anything with him that I've disliked. So. 
Have you seen Guns Akimbo? I like that. It was weird and funny. I mean, I don't even mind his American accent. <laughs> you don't sit there going, no Americans. It's not like he actually tries to be an American or fake his way into being an American. Well, I don't think any of those guys. <laughs> I don't think any of them are pretending to be Americans to get jobs. Coming to our country and taking our acting roles. Mm-hmm. We're watching Charlie Cox on on uh, She-Hulk as as Matt Murdock, and I for the first time I noticed his his faking it. Was he the one that played Matt Murdock in the Daredevil series? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, anyway. Good stuff, though, man. Good stuff. Good. Good stuff, baby. Mm-hmm. So, how you doing? I'm, I'm all right. Good, good. Were you asking if I was okay? Was I giving off the appearance that I wasn't okay? Well, I just, I hadn't heard from you. And the one-line email I sent to you? I hadn't heard from you since I had emailed you a few days ago, and then I get a one-line email from you, so I was asking if you were okay. Mm-hmm. Because, you know. What if I, what, <laughs> what if I sent an email that said, call the police? Well, then I assume you weren't okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> call the police. I go, Mike. Mike. <laughs> Mike. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I decided to do that, uh, uh, do the drawing thing for. Yeah, you for, mentioned that last week. How's it going? Uh, pretty good. I mean, I did a bunch of them at one time. Cheater. Which you said was cheating, and it's not. I went and I looked up the rules. That's not cheating? No, there are barely any rules. Oh, I thought you were supposed to do them daily. No, the ju- the it's just to improve yourself. And I guess that, you know, if you do it once a day over... But it does not say you can only do one a day. Oh, I just thought it was because that's the way most people seem to do them. Well, a lot of people do, but I don't. Are you doing them digitally or on paper? Because it seems to be a good it's revenue the- stream. Yeah, I thought about doing them on paper, and I mean, it it would be good to, you know, brush up on those skills. But I'm trying a few things out with this, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still doing things. Cool. Who have you done so far? In this first week? Seven, seven days? Are you doing one a day or just the weekdays? I'm doing one a day. Okay, so you've got seven of them so far. I do. I know we were talking about it last week because we were swapping. We were swapping some out. Need to go see them. I need to get your approval. I haven't been on. Um, I'm assuming you're talking Instagram. Or whatever. I mean, I haven't really been on Instagram lately. I, I I don't give a fuck what you've been doing. I've been so, you know, focused on work. Yeah, work, work, work. Blah blah blah. I'm focused on the job, man. You know. Mm-hmm. That's what you say. That's what. That's what. Yeah. Of course, that's what I say. Because mm-hmm. uh, I'm here to TCB. 
Mm-hmm. That's funny. I seem to take care of quite a bit, too, but... You don't see me going there. go look at Instagram. You know, I took a mental health break from it for a while. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a slave to the algorithm. Mm, you already are. Algorithm's actually my R&B name. Your algorithm? Yeah. It's not I'll be sure. Nope, it's algorithm. Mm. Do you like the book that I'm drawing that you're lettering? Do you like it? <sighs> oh, I don't like that. Damn. That's cold. <laughs> I'm pretty upset now. No, it's it's I've told you before, it's really hard for me to disentangle like working on a thing and then objectively like reading a thing. And when I have frustrations working on a thing, it gets even harder for me to like say whether or not it's actually good or not. You've made me so mad now. Because I, I get frustrated in, in the process, you know? Mm-hmm. Like in this instance, I had these grand plans to do a certain thing, realized when I'm 30-something pages into it that it's just not practical to do it that way anymore. So I had to go back and redo a whole bunch of shit just to get caught back up so I could move forward again. So you're mad at yourself. Right, but I'm saying that, you know, it's like when you hear a song for the first time and you're in a bad mood and you don't like the song, but you don't know if it's because you don't like the song or you're just in a bad mood. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I think it's fine. I don't find anything particularly wrong with it. Alright. Uh, that's enough. Um, okay. I don't need your... I don't need it anymore. I think once we're done with it and I can step away for a while and then maybe go back and reread it. Yeah, well, don't tell me then because it'll be too late. All right. Well, what do you want me to tell you? (laughs) Nothing, friend. Why don't you just tell me what you want me to hear or want me to say? Um, so, yeah. I I got a little, like, voodoo doll of Rafer I keep sticking pins into. No. You know. Why? Because he writes a lot. Mm-hmm. There ain't no room. Mm-hmm. You draw a lot. Mm-hmm. There ain't no room. Mm-hmm. That's why. So, anyway. I'll tell you later. Sucks to be a letter. Mike. You're us. I don't know, man. I don't know. Have you seen my best friend's exorcism? No. It was kind of funny. Mm, I'll take your word for it. It was a little like, um... The 80s season of American Horror Story. I haven't seen that. It was a little like that. Where it's kind of funny. I mean, the American Horror Story is... Leans a little more towards like trying to be uh, transgressive or shocking or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this was more of a funny thing, but the vibe was sort of similar between those, I thought. So, uh, yeah, baby. Mm-mm. No. Yeah. No. Did you watch Blood Bite? Blood Bite? Yeah, it was a shark movie I told you about. Oh, no. 
It's like hilarious unintentionally. Blood bike. Where can I see that? It's on Amazon. Which apparently earlier this week there was a James Bond day. And they had the entirety of the Bond catalog on streaming or whatever. Um, But they didn't say whether they had the Peter Sellers one. The original Casino Royale. But that's not actually, I don't, that's not like in canon or anything. No. You know. Don't make me get Sean Dove on the phone. I, I, I know. I got the book. He wrote the book. I got the book. That's the book. That's the book. The book of Bond. <laughs> His book is his bond. Whoa, whoa, oh, oh. Yeah. Getting all 80s. Mm-hmm. It's funny, like, okay, so being born in the 70s means I was a kid in the 80s, and I got to enjoy all the stuff, like you know, the cool toys and the cartoons and stuff. Yeah. Um, But, you know, the 90s were the end of my teenage years and my 20s. So that's when I was doing, like, a lot of actual growing up, you know, as a person or whatever. Okay. And going through a lot of changes and stuff, you know, like. Okay. <laughs> All right. I don't need to hear it. You know, puberty, man. You know what I'm saying? No. I never had it. You just went straight straight to you? <laughs> yeah. It's born like this. Oh, I know that's not true. I've seen the picture. <laughs> the one I turned into a VHS box one time. I don't remember that. Oh, I can't even remember what, what I titled the movie. Mm. It was some picture of you and another kid, like, in school or something. You were standing in the hallway or something. Oh, I don't remember that. You had posted it on Twitter after you found it one time or something. and That's why I grabbed it and turned it into a VHS box. I wonder where I put that. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. I'm curious now. I want to go find it. But, uh. Oh, both of my hard drives died. On, like, your. My, my external hard drives that I had all my old stuff on. Oh, like, all my early work is on them. And you didn't have backups? I mean, they were my backups. I had two of them. So, do you still have a live copy? No. So, they weren't backups, they were just storage? Yeah. Yeah, that's not backups, Mike. Oh, I'm sorry about the semantics. You knew what I was talking about. It's important. It's not important if you knew what I was talking about. No, because I didn't until you cleared it up for me. Oh, my God. Get off the phone with me. I've had it with your intentional, you're thinking you're better than me. and Oh, I found it. I called the movie Say What? Yeah, and then the tagline at the top was, they had one chance to make it right. They just had to figure out what to say. <laughs> I don't remember seeing that at all. Well, here, I'll, That's hilarious, though. Let me see. I'll make a uh, JPEG of this, because this is a, I didn't save the JPEG. All I had was the high-res TIFF. From the... It's weird that you have a high-res TIFF. Well, you know, I had to work on it to make it a, make it a VHS box. But, uh... <sighs> Anyway, um, is it? Have you tried putting them, taking the drives out, and putting them in another enclosure? 
Well, I wouldn't know how to do that. Uh, I take it somewhere. Yeah. I mean, maybe ask Evans a look. You could send them to me, and I'd look at it, but then you'd have to ship them. Well, I might do that. I'd have to ship them to somewhere else anyway. But Emmons is out of town for a while. So. Oh. Where's he at? I don't know. Ohio. Oh, yeah. What's yeah. he doing in my neck of the woods? Oh, that's right. That's Well, that's his neck of the woods. That's where he's from. Oh, that's right. He's up from further north, I think, right? To Shockton. To Shockton. I have never been there. Um, <laughs> this is a goofy cover. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so I mean, because it's possible if the, let's say just the enclosures went bad for some reason. Well, it, it, I guess it's just as unlikely for both enclosures to go bad as it would be for both drives to go bad at the same time. People are telling me, but. I mean, it seems weird that both of them, were they duplicates of each other or did they have separate stuff on them? Uh, they had some of the same stuff on them, but mostly, uh, they had, I mean, they had a lot of other things too. One was doing, one was the backup drive, one was doing backups of my computer, but it also had a lot of the old work on it. And the other one was just called the archive and had the old stuff. Okay. Um, so there! Were they... Hey. I I I I I was right and wrong. You were wrong. You're wrong. Possibly, but if I was, I was wrong based on the information you gave me. Oh my god! I uh, does everybody on this show show know how much I hate you? Oh, so much hate I have inside me. Yeah. It's you. It's for you. I have all this hate for you. You know, hate turns into love. I think it's the other way around, actually. No, it's it's like a, what do they call it? Stockholm Syndrome? Mm, you're gaslighting me. Uh, am I? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't think I am. You are. I don't think Stop I'm. gaslighting me. I don't think I am. Stop gaslighting. Stop it. All right, I'm sending you a say what. Say what? Do, 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 do. Go. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. Why have I never seen that? I don't know, because I turned around and posted it to, like, I probably posted it within, you know, the same day, at least, as when you, whenever you posted that picture. <laughs> Some other dude. Uh, <laughs> his name is Matt Seltzer. Hmm. That sounds made up. That's funny. Yeah, see what? <laughs> That's hilarious. It does look like it's in a movie, doesn't it? Yeah. Actually, it looks like um, one of those after-school special kind of movies. Yeah. I, um... Say what? Oh, no wonder you don't remember it. That was 2014. <laughs> oh, wow. Huh. Why I remember it. Say what? Say what? Yeah, I've got a bunch of pictures with your name in it. Stop threatening me. Oh, I remember this one. You remember when I took and put your head on all the guys in the Weezer cover? 
Yeah, I, I don't, I never got that, but yeah. Because you like the first album. I really like the first album, but so does a lot of people. So do a lot of people. And then there's there's the Cranksgiving badge that I made with you and a turkey. <laughs> a whole bunch of turkeys. You're a turkey. There ain't no turkey turkey. And then uh, when I, I made you John Wick. I don't remember that. <laughs> You've done a lot of stuff to me. <laughs> oh, more, more, more than you know. <laughs> More than you know. What is all this stuff for? Is it for the website? No, it was just goofy things. I would, some of it was for the website, I think. And sometimes it was just stuff I'd do and reply to you on Twitter back in the day. Mm. When I was, like, active on Twitter. Mm, it's good that you're not on there anymore. Because I would do weird stuff like, I, oh, here's another thing I did where Rose had posted something about Sean lying about something. Like, joking around or whatever. So I put his head on the lying cat. Weird. Yeah. You're right. I am. It's real weird. And then, uh, do you remember when I, I put you in a baby's onesie and had a pug next to you? That, I, I actually have that one. <laughs> that was on one of the hard drives. Yeah. That's a really weird picture, because it must have been a little girl, because I have crazy hair. Baby Mikey and a pug. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But I have a beard. Right. That's a blue onesie, though. I had a blue onesie when I was a kid. I think it had dark beard on it. There you go. I don't know what this one had on it. But anyway. So, yeah. I used to do strange... Oh, man, I had so many Stegman pictures. Really? Yeah, because I joke around with them on Twitter back in, way back when. That's weird, because I would make fun of him, too, but he he got, uh, he was mean to me. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. He always seemed like he uh, got a laugh out of the ones I did. I don't know. Yeah, well, he's kind of back and forth. He likes to be a bully. He doesn't like to get bullied. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, what was that one? You remember the poster for Nymphomaniac? Yeah. With the, the naked, <laughs> with the naked guy on it, on the front? Yeah. And then there was that one Stegman picture where he looks like he's got his head turned and he looks like he's crying. That's funny. Or something. So I put his head on that and I changed the title to Ryan Stegman and Stegman. <laughs> and it was just, it was a response to something. I don't remember what the context was at the time. That's funny. But, uh, I just used to do weird shit like that on Twitter. Probably do that with, with Burnham if I had the time. I'm not, yeah, I mean, these weren't like great pieces of art or anything. I just, I would whip them up real quick when I was looking at Twitter and post them and then not think about it again, you know. But, anyway. Say what? This is what my baby said to me. It's good times. Great old days. Say what? Say what? What? Say what? What? Shut up, you. What? 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 Say what? <clears throat> anyway. So, uh, my good man. Yes, sir. I'm trying to think of what else, uh, what else has happened this past week. Well. How's, the, how's the folks in the studio? They're good. 
Good, good. Everybody well? I think so, yeah. Glad to hear I mean, it. going pretty good. It's starting to turn cold. Yeah, yeah. A little disappointed in the weather. What? You're disappointed in the weather? Well, at least around here. I feel like we kind of skipped over the nice part of fall this year. You know, Julie was saying that too, but... Because around here we get, you know, spring and, and fall, we get like a couple of weeks where the temperature is mild, mild enough you can open your windows up and it's not too hot or cold. It's not like it's 35 degrees outside. It's like 40. It's going to be 30-something here tonight. We, we're getting our first uh, frost warning. You'll be fine. And, um, yeah, you know, I'm just like... You can complain about all the climate change when December comes around and uh, your car won't start because it's frozen in a block of ice. Uh, and your house is, too. That's not, that's not my car not starting. That's, not, that's me not getting to my car. Yeah. Well, you'll be a block of ice, too. Of course I will. I am the Iceman. You are the Iceman. Now, chomp your teeth like Val Kilmer in that movie. They call me Iceman. Um, yeah. So, I don't, I don't know, though. It's just, it, it's nice when it's, when we get that, those nice periods in the year. And now it's like, chilly before the, leaves and stuff get a chance to change and I don't get that get that fall smell. I'll give you this fall smell. What did the fall smell like? <sighs> Probably pretty sweaty. They played a lot of shows. <laughs> uh, there's a guitar YouTuber that only does seems to do lessons on how to play the fall. Really? Yeah, it's really, I'll send you a link to him. You might like it. But it's like, he does more than that, but he really likes to fall. I mean, I'm always curious when somebody, because it's not that, I'm not saying the fall is a bad band. I've got albums by them. I like them, you know. But for that to be like somebody's favorite band seems weird to me. Yeah, I mean, it happens. I, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it happens all over the place. I, I knew a girl once who, uh, I like jellyfish more than I like the Beatles. I mean, she was, like, infatuated with A-House. You know? I don't even know what that is. Oh, they were, like, an Irish band. A-House? Yeah. A-House. It sounds like a fraternity. Or, like, you're trying not to say asshole or something. <laughs> that house is full of assholes. That's an A-House. A-House. Um, Still applies to fraternity. I mean, this was back in the 90s, I knew her, and she was just infatuated with this band, and, and I listened to them, and they're okay, you know, but I was like, I don't understand why this is somebody's favorite band. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I mean, I, I get it, because there's stuff I like uh, really disproportionately. Into the cores? Um, I don't remember if she liked the cores or not. Did she like Clanid? Did she like Enya? Now you're just Did pulling out like Irish people. <laughs> They're Irish bands. Yeah. I mean, what are you going like, Black 47? Uh, yeah. What about Black 47? The young, you bless Black 47? The Young Dubliners? Mm-hmm. The Water Boys? The Water Boys? <laughs> Thin Lizzy? They were Scottish, weren't they? No, they're Irish. They're Irish. Okay. Well, I mean, a lot of them were. 
Um, a couple of one of them was American. Well, you know. Where's Gary Moore from? He's Irish. Oh, okay. Him and Phil Lennon are, are uh, Irish. Um, but yeah, I know. Phil Lennon considered himself extremely Irish. Like, he was... I don't say militant Irish, but he was very... Spoke Gaelic to people? I don't know if he did. Probably didn't. I don't think he he could be extremely Irish unless you speak Gaelic. That's a good point. He was very pro-Irish. How about that? There you go. Pro-North or pro-South? Was he orange or green? You know, I don't know. (laughs) I think he was born in... I think he's from Dublin, so that would be South. Yeah. Um, I mean, about as north south as you can get. I'm trying to think of like other times when I thought it was unusual that somebody liked the band, like a particular band, as much as they did to the exclusion of other bands. You know, mm-hmm. well, I guess I, I guess there's no exclusion there. I mean, you can still like other bands, but but um, yeah, I don't. It's just sometimes I'm surprised by people's focus on something. I guess I guess it's like that with anything, though. Sometimes I'm surprised at like the the favorite comics people have or something, too. I mean, everybody's taste is can can hold some surprises. I mean, you think you can predict stuff. And, and I, I know, I mean, you know, I know by some of the reactions I've gotten when I've mentioned stuff I've really liked, you know, that people are like, huh? <laughs> you know? So, there are things I, I'm pr- I forgot what it was that I didn't like that Sean Dove was like upset that I didn't like like he was like I was sure you would like this and I can't remember what it was but it like actually it seemed to make him upset there was a situation like that that caused a rift in my family for a while <laughs> like what it was like, between my dad and my cousin and, and there was a book involved and I don't know. It, it, the, the satanic verses. It put a it put a rift in between them until the one of them died. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That yeah. seems kind of wild. Yeah, I wish it wouldn't have happened because it kind of you know affected other people in the family too. <sighs> anyway, do you want? Do you when you put this uh, together? Are you going to play the uh, end theme of the Incredible Hulk TV show behind what you were just saying? I know you don't listen to the show, because if you did, you know that that runs behind this show all the time. Oh, it's just constantly funny. I mean, it it starts... It's like the sad... We have the saddest show in the world. It starts right after the the intro music and goes goes all the way into the end on loop. Oh, wow. Yep. Well, that's a bummer. I didn't know that. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, now you know, man. <laughs> bum, da, da, da. Yep. Sometimes I break it up with, like, you know, a Morrissey song or something, but... <laughs> For one of your Scott Scott's Man, Scott is inherently not sad, dude. It is not sad. It's sad, <laughs> Adults like it. But. What? What's that even mean? I'm kidding. You draw I'm... comic books for a living. What are you doing? What does that mean? I don't know what that means. Well, you're an adult. 
playing in a kid's field. Mm. Which, ironically, there have been very few kids that have ever worked in comics. But What about you? Yeah, I know. Yeah, you can't throw that around at me. Yeah, well, yeah, I can because I recognize it in myself as well. Mm. There's no hypocrisy involved here. Oh, you got hypocrisy. I got hip hop, hip hypocrisy. You are full of of hippos. <laughs> so many, and they're also hungry. <laughs> so many. I have so many hippos inside me, and they're also hungry. T-shirt. <laughs> So many hippos inside me. Some of them are like hungry. I got like a Humpty Humpty hippo, you know? Humpty? No, that's not a teacher. Humpty? With a capital hippo? Mm mm. No? A hippo with that nose? No. You you did good. You don't have to, you know. Dude, Fiona shirts sold like crazy here in Cincinnati. Fiona? She's a hippo in the zoo. Oh, she was born several years ago, and then started a craze of hippoism. Hippoism? Hi- yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. All Are the they hip- following her as a like a spiritual leader? Oh yeah, they're they're the hippites. Hippites? Yeah. Hmm. It's a, it's all about hippoism, man. I am doing something stupid right now. So am I. Um, if you were to pick a scene from the movie Blood Rage, what would you pick to draw? Let me look that up, because I don't remember it off the top of my head. What was Blood Rage? That's the Thanksgiving Day slasher movie. Oh, with, the two, with the two twins, and one, uh, one frames the other when they're little kids for murder. Yeah, okay, and then he gets out, and then they think it's him, and it's not him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he keeps saying that's not cranberry sauce after he kills somebody. What was the question? Yeah, what scene out of that movie would you draw if you were, like, doing what I'm doing right now? I don't know, man. I don't remember it that well. Um, I, will, I, think, I think I picked the right thing. I will say that it was also known as Nightmare at Shadow Woods. It's also called Slasher. Yeah, and it's also just called Slasher. Uh, draw the scene that's got the Shadow cameo. The name of the the apartment complex that they all live in. Draw the scene that's got the uh, the Ted Raimi cameo. Where he's selling condoms at the beginning. Was that what it was? I don't remember. Yeah, he's sitting like in a drive-in bathroom selling condoms. Oh, okay. Um. So, okay, the book we're working on. Mm-hmm. What is that? Like ninety, eighty-nine, ninety-one. It's eighty nine ninety. Okay, I figured it had to be around there. By you know what? I can do posters. without your. I can do without your. Uh, you know your your uh, historically inaccurate kind of shit. Huh? You pointing? You're going to point out something uh, historically inaccurate, aren't you? No, I was just trying to figure out when it was exactly. Because what you're I was going to say was about like musical instruments. Well, that was just because I knew somebody was going to pick it, pick it apart, yeah. if I didn't tell you about it. Trust me, everybody in Jackson's going to pick it apart. But, Mom, what I was going to say was, is that if you're drawing a bunch of this from your childhood, I think we had pretty similar childhoods. Duh. Given the time period. That doesn't take a lot to be to, to make that leap. 
Um, but no, the, the base thing was just because I, I just I knew somebody would say something about it, and I figured I might as well nip it in the bud. I mean, I really it. did. I was just looking at body shape because I was like, and I'm not drawing a jazz base here, and I'm not, and I was trying to draw the base that uh, my my friend John actually played, but that was an Imanez, and I didn't realize that until I was halfway drawing it, and I was like, I don't want to go back and redraw this. So I had to make it a fender, but I was like, well, what do I do? And then I saw that, and I didn't realize the pickup situation. Yeah. Well, anything that's a PJ is always going to have a split in it. Well, I'd never heard of that model anyway. Oh, I, I actually wound up looking it up. I mean, I knew from the PJ designation what it would probably be, and that's what cued me. But, yeah, I, I didn't know about that one because it was only made from, like, 80, 84 to 87. I went with the old vintage P-Base, but I was like, well, that had to have been expensive. And then I looked, and I was like, it wouldn't have been that expensive then. Yeah, Maybe it, might, it might not have been. dollars Would you say it was a 59 or 51? 51. It was, it, I mean, I was checking. I mean, now you can get one for like $600, so it couldn't have been that much. You can get an actual 51 P-Base for $600? Modded like that. Oh, I guess if it's, yeah, I mean, if somebody stripped it and... Turn yeah, it into something else. Yeah, if you have it so that it has the jazz bass configuration. Um, but yeah, no, but uh, no, like I said, all I was going to say was it. I'm I'm picking up things that I remember from my childhood, you know. Yeah, that were very similar to it. I um. I forgot what I was going to say. Sorry. <laughs> I wandered off into reading about basses for a second there. I like guitars. I like them too. I should have practiced today, but I didn't. I've been, playing, I've been playing a little bit more lately. You know what? I don't know what I'm expecting from you to tell me with this, but... Huh? I have noticed that I don't really learn any songs. I'm just, like, doing exercises and stuff like that, and that doesn't seem healthy. That doesn't seem right, right? Well, I guess it depends on... playing music, right? I mean, I was making my own stuff for a while, but usually when I'm practicing, I'm practicing things like uh, uh, scales and arpeggios and trying to. I'm trying to learn my cage shapes and stuff like that. It's very technical stuff. It does. There's no learning songs. Well, there's nothing wrong with that if you are doing it to apply it to something eventually. I mean, I guess there's nothing wrong with that if you're just doing it for the sake of doing it, for that matter. I guess, but I feel like, you know, if somebody s- sat me down and said, play me something, I would be really hard-pressed to do something. I Unless you want me to do a spider exercise or something real fast. I mean, I can I can still play snippets of stuff I remember learning a long time ago, or like if I know the song really well, I could probably wing something real fast if I wanted to. Mm. At least an approximation of something, you know. But I don't really learn. I mean, when I was learning songs, it was because I was in bands that were playing the songs, or mm. I was learning them in the place of learning scales and stuff like that, you know. Like, I was learning songs to learn how they did it so I could apply that to doing other stuff. Yeah, too. I mean, that, that, yeah, that, 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 that sound, that makes sense. But, uh, yeah, I'm not doing that, and I feel like I'm... For me, for me doing, learning actual proper learning, like the way you're doing it, was always really hard because I get bored really easy. 
I get bored. Yeah, I do get bored, but I, you know, the way I do everything as I push myself through it. Yeah, especially when I was a kid, I didn't have that kind of patience. Of like, course. I We've talked about this, and neither did I. That's why I'm doing it. But at the same time, it's like I sit here with my newfound knowledge, and it doesn't really help me play anything. Well, start writing stuff again. I was thinking about this the other day. Because I, I heard, well, it might have been actually today. Because I was like, oh, I should get Mike to cover Dick's Automotive. And, um, like, we should do a cover of that or something. And I was thinking, you know, we should just do a whole bunch of different covers. And I'm like, then I started thinking about it. I'm like, why? Like, because, <laughs> like, back when I was trying to get you to do covers of stuff mm-hmm. over, over the years, the mm-hmm. real reason I was doing that was just to get you interested in playing. And I figured that would be the easiest way. Mm-hmm. If if you learned a song you already liked, kind of thing, mm-hmm. and I was just trying to get you interested in playing, but you're already interested in playing, so I don't have to get you interested in playing anymore. So like, I was thinking in my head, like, why would I make him learn a cover when he could just write a song himself? Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, six and a half dozen the other. We just discussed how learning a song helped you learn. Yeah, but I mean, you wouldn't. I mean, learning the songs again, learning a song if you're going to play it with somebody or something, or even if you're just going to play by yourself along to something. Is one thing, but why would you go through all the trouble of actually recording it and stuff? You know? Well, I thought about that the other day too, because you know I watch a lot of guitar YouTubers, and a lot of them do covers. And I'm like, well, I that, get that that's I'm fine trying, publishing it, I guess. You know, if I'm trying to figure out the software and stuff that makes sense, that's a lot of work. It really is. If you're not doing something that's yours, I guess. Yeah, that's kind of what I. But it must be really easy for them, you know. Well, I mean, the benefits of learning a song is that it's already written. You don't have to write it. You just got to learn it. <laughs> and you don't even really have to learn it permanently. You just have to learn it good enough to get it recorded once. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, hell, there's stuff I've recorded that I've been part of writing that I don't even know how to play. I just learned it good enough to get it recorded, you know. And then never played it again, so I forgot about it. Mm-hmm. Or forgot how to play it, rather. Um but, yeah, I mean, at this point, it's like, I mean, I had a friend who was a hardline, like, he didn't want to do covers. He's like, why am I going to waste my time on covers when I can just write a song? Mm-hmm. Because they're fun, aren't they? Well, I think so. I mean, I think they're fun when you're in a band. Like You've you know? been trying to get me to do that one church song forever. Well, again, though, you know, I was trying to pick things that I thought you'd like. I do like that song. I know, but I mean, I was trying to get you interested in playing. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, especially like when I lived in Chicago, like you were the only other person directly adjacent to me that actually played stuff mm-hmm. for a long time, you know? So, like, I was looking for somebody else to. Did you see play? Yeah, well, once or twice. Oh. Um, I don't I'm remember. Sorry. I don't remember exactly where, but yeah, I, I went to a couple of your shows. I'm sorry. It was a good time. Don't lie to me. As I recall. Don't lie to me. Were you on the recording? I'm on, not on the album. Okay. The EP they made, I was. Where was that recorded at? Uh, the one we did was somewhere in Wisconsin. Oh, weird. Yeah. You went all the way to Wisconsin? Yeah. Chicago's got a shit ton of recording studios. Well, I mean, they had made albums before. They were in a band before me. Oh, that's right, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, that was another thing I was going to ask you. Where did we see Steve Poltz? What was the venue? Shubas. Okay, that was the Shubas? Yeah. 
We only we saw him together once, right? Yeah. Okay. I think Shubas was where I also saw um, Asobi Sexu. Okay. Now that I'm thinking about it, because I think it was the same venue that we saw him at. I couldn't, I couldn't remember where I'd seen them either. I'm trying to recall, because, like, you know, I, when a thing had tickets, I saved tickets. So some, mm-hmm. and, and mostly I did that as, like, kind of like having a bookmark, so I'd remember mm-hmm. dates and where, like, the venues and stuff like that. But when when we go to places like Shuba's, they didn't actually have tickets. Mm-hmm. You just paid at the door and got in, like like you were at a bar or something. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I guess Shuba's was a bar. But, um, so it's like, yeah, stuff like that is harder for me to remember. Like, I, I remember seeing him and I remember laughing a lot. <laughs> yeah. You remember, uh, well, no, you weren't the guy in the bathroom that, uh, got on to me because Tim was talking during his set. Oh, really? <laughs> he was like, you need to, what, you need to check your friend out there. And I'm like, uh, that's not my friend. <laughs> I, did, I told him that I didn't know him. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, buddy, man. Oops. <laughs> um, I I think that's the first time I've heard that. <laughs> yeah, it happened. But he was, it was like, he was calling whoever he was dating at the time and yelling into the phone. He's like, this is the song he wrote for Jewel. And meanwhile, he's like trying to be all... Yeah, it's not a very loud song. Right, yeah. Have you uh, have you seen Steve Poltz lately? <laughs> no. He looks like a weirdo, though, doesn't he? He's got this really long blonde hair. Yeah. But he, he's, like, kind of turned into, like, not quite as drastic as what I'm going to say, but, like, you know when people make those faces out of apples? Yeah, he's kind of, he's, yeah, he's aging. I think he's he's like in his sixties. I think, isn't he? I, I say that like we're not almost in our fifties. <laughs> I forget that sometimes too, man. But um, yeah, I just when I was looking stuff up today, I saw like some recent videos of him. I was like, oh, I don't remember him looking like that. <laughs> but anyway, he's gotten older. I miss going to music shows. Concerts, if you will. Concerts, if you will. Those were good times. Were they? I think so. Mm. I mean, geez, dude. It, let's see. 20 years ago, I was in my first year of living in Chicago. <laughs> mm-hmm. Man, so much has changed. I mean, it's two decades, so a lot's going to change, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, so much shit has changed, and like so much stuff has happened. It's weird. It's time, baby. Mm-hmm. That's actually a, that's actually a song by Medicine. Okay. The uh, uh, Time Baby uh, Three was on the Crow soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And they had sing it for me. And they they played. They were actually in the movie. Like when they when you go into the club and there's that band up on stage playing with the I know, I, I know who that is. And <laughs> I was like sing it to me. And I was like I already know that. But, yeah, it's, it's. I don't even know how. I, I guess that was shoegazy music. I guess I, I think that was a genre it was in. It's yeah, it's a little poppyish. It was super densely noisy too, though. Like it's shoegazy. 
But um, yeah. Yeah, man. A long time ago. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh god, this time that last year I was sitting there trying to figure out well, not quite this time, last year. In a couple of months I was that first year I was in Chicago, man, my taxes were a mess. It was the first year I was filing freelance. Yeah, I remember you freaking out. And I didn't I didn't realize how much they took when mm-hmm. you, like when you were freelance. It is a shock. And um Yeah, man. And I, I was broke. I was like dead broke, barely making my rent. <laughs> And I, I'm trying to, I was trying to figure out, like, my, I, my van had broken down, and I was without a car, and I had to go buy a car. And I'm sitting there, like, you know, coining up pennies and stuff like that, putting them in tubes and stuff, trying to <laughs> figure out where I'm going to get enough money for stuff. Mm-hmm. That was a weird year, like, 0203. Man. That's a weird year. Very weird for me, personally. So, anyway. Well, then. Do, uh... Oh, do we have any email? Do you know? Oh, Because, no. um... Yeah, you know. If we do, we can read it. If we don't, then that's fine, too. You know, whatever. Doesn't really matter. I am looking up, uh, you know... What's in stores this week? Your butt. My butt might be in stores this week. Uh, no, we don't have any email. Okay. Would you uh, be ashamed of me if I just started making up emails and sending them to us? Uh, I would. I, I don't know if I would say I'd be ashamed of you. I'd be confused. <laughs> I'd be like, why? Well, I mean, I wouldn't send them, like, from my email address. I'd make one up, you know? Mm-hmm. So you might I not mean, you might not actually know, know it's me. I don't know for sure that you're not Bill Duke. I'm not Bill Duke. Okay. But of course, if I was Bill Duke, I would say I'm not Bill Duke. Mm-hmm. So I guess that doesn't really save anything. No. Oh, what I do you have the new iPhone? I do not have the newest iPhone. The fourteen whatever it is? Yeah. Okay. I was just, I read an article on that the other day and they were like going gaga over its camera. Yeah, each one of them. I mean, every new one has, like, a crazy-ass camera. Oh, this one's supposed to be, like, awesome. Well, the last one they said that about it, too, though. Like, this was on a photography uh, magazine website. And they were talking about, like, even though it only puts out... It's like a 40-megapixel combined sensor thing, but it, it when it combines everything, it only puts out a 12-megapixel picture. But they said, um, the guy reviewing it was like, you know, I... If nobody had told me, I wouldn't know that this wasn't from a, a you know, a higher-end lens camera, like a SLR kind of thing, you know, mm. or like a mirrorless SLR or something. Because um, he's like, you know, aside from it only being 12 megapixel, it, it looks really good. Like, mm. and I was just wondering, thought I'd ask. No, uh, I think somebody in the studio got one. Sean probably or Emmons. Emmons usually does. He, he just trades in last year's model and gets a new one, right? Yeah, I think Sean did. I think Sean got it. I think I remember him saying he does that, too. Like, just trades up every year or something. I think he used to. I don't know if he does it now. He got a kid now. Yeah. 
Oh, how'd that whole basement thing shake out for him? Uh, well, uh, insurance is going to ca- take care of a lot, but a lot of it, you know, it's kind of irreplaceable stuff. So, Ooh, really, like uh, what kind of junk? Like childhood memory like, stuff, or yeah, like that, and old comic books, and you know, some of his like his animation cell stuff. You know, they had. Oh, that blows. So, but you know, insurance is, and also um, they may declare that part of town a disaster area because that was a very freak thing that happened. Uh, it wasn't just his place? I guess. Yeah. It was that, it was like that little pocket of town that it happened in. Wow. And it was because something city based that the, the um, sewers kind of clogged up out there. Was it storm drain stuff or actual sewage? Uh, I don't know. Uh, wasn't really paying that much attention. Yeah, I remember thinking I was really fortunate, like that I never had a problem with that first place I lived in because they had a sump pump down there, and she told me about it. Yeah, I mean, you're kind of fifty-fifty here when you move into a place. I've been real lucky. Mm. Yeah, because I mean, shit, you got a lot of stuff down in the basement too. I mean, yeah. Are all your guitars off the but floor? We- when we bought this place, the first time it rained, I drove over here to see it. Right. <laughs> to make sure that it wasn't going to flood. I um, didn't. I mean, I've, I've lost stuff in basements to water damage, like in other houses before. It, it really does suck. Mm-hmm. Um, well, at least they had insurance. So. Mm-hmm. And if they get lucky and call it whatever, maybe they'll get more money out of the government or something. Mm-hmm. Have you, uh, I've been watching that freebie and they show commercials, so I've been seeing that Black Adam trailer a lot, well, a couple of different versions of it. Mm-hmm. It actually looks pretty good. I mean, we'll see. I'll probably see it at some point. It took me a minute to recognize, but I didn't realize Pierce Brosnan was, uh, Dr. Fate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> Remington Fate. Remington Fate. Dr. Steel. Dr. Steel. That's, that's my new stage name. Dr. Steel. Dr. Steel. Yeah. Um, uh, Sorry, I'm just I'm scrolling through the comic stuff. You read anything good lately? I haven't read anything in a while. I am so far behind on stuff. Um, Undiscovered Country number 21 was in stores this week. Oh, yeah, New York Comic Con's this weekend. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so uh, uh, I wouldn't even know who to tell you to go see, because there's so many people we know there. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I'm sure there's... Did anybody from the studio go? No. Oh. Uh, I know Charles Soule, um, Will Dennis, the editor for Undiscovered Country, uh, and, um, uh, why am I blanking on his first name? Giuseppe Camicoli. Oh, he's there too? Yeah, he's he came in to the country for the show. Um, I don't know if the finisher on the book is there. And I don't think Matt is, because he didn't... Matt Wilson? I don't think he's... I think he was going to be there, but maybe he got too busy with his work schedule. But the last email I, I saw from when we were talking about Undiscovered Country stuff, it sounded like he wasn't going to be there. 
but maybe he is. I don't know. So go check out Team Undiscovered Country. No, if you're in you know Comic Con land this weekend, <laughs> I don't know. I've never been to that show. I've always wanted to go. I always wanted to make it, and never never went out there because just. Seemed like it was a lot of money for me not having a table or anything, you know? Mm-hmm. New York ain't cheap. New York is not cheap. Huh. There's a comic thing in, in the listing this week for a publisher called Norton Young Readers. That's Norton Publishing. It's like... They like, next. They like Random House or something? Yeah. Oh, okay. Pretty sure. Nortone Publishing. No? Not so much? It's hard to find Evil Knight on the internet. Is it Knight with a K? Nope. It's Evil Knight from 1992. Uh, is it good? It is the opposite of good. It's ungood. Mm-hmm. Does it make you want to smack your mama? Mm, if she was involved. <laughs> Why? Why? Why, mom, please? Why did you do this? Explain yourself. I'm very angry with you right now. Are you even my real mother? Mm. Um, anyway, uh, I, I didn't see anything else. I don't know. I don't know if anybody in the studio has got anything in stores or anything. Um, so, yeah. I, was, I, I think we missed that week. Sorry, I just I was still scrolling and I saw a listing for what Tomorrow's has in stores. And I meant to say, I, I think we missed, it was one of those weeks we missed when I was like going insane crazy. Um, crazy insane? Exactly. Uh Crazy go nuts, even you know. Crazy go nuts. Oh no. Um, but yeah, last month I think it was tomorrow's header. They have an annual sale on their stuff. Yeah. And um, I'll try to remember it next month because I mean they, they've got a lot of cool stuff in there, like back issues, like the artist centric stuff and that. Mm-hmm. I've got a few of those, and um, they publish other stuff like. Specialty stuff, you know, mostly like stuff about comics or about toys or whatever. Are you about comics? No, but I was around comics once. Well, <laughs> I was on around comics once. That's what I mean. So, I was around some comics once. Yeah, I was comics adjacent for a while. Mm. Oh, I do know one. Well, it's too late. I don't want to start a big discussion on something. Remind me to ask you next week, though, about what. Well, like, since since you've moved all digital and stuff, yeah. and you don't really have to worry about messing up a, an entire page of inks or something, mm-hmm. do you still do, like, preliminary, like, okay, so part of the procedure was, like, before you would go into, like, pencils even, you would do, like, preliminary layouts for stuff, mm-hmm. and then you would do, like, you know, your rough pencils so that they could be reviewed and... and Revised if needed before it got into like a more final stage. Mm-hmm. But now, since you can pretty much just jump right into inking something without even having a, an underlayer or anything, mm-hmm. do you even do that anymore? Do you do preliminary stuff or? 
A lot of times I don't, but uh, I it helps to have a roadmap, so layouts. So do you still do the thumbnail thing? Yeah, those are like my pencils now, though. Okay. Because there was something I was working on recently where I I felt like the, the writer and the artist were just sort of like they weren't talking to each other. Mm-hmm. And they were out of sync with what, because there was stuff that was in, um, that was changed in the art that wasn't like in the script, and then the script hadn't been adjusted for it. And, um, uh, you know, some typical issues of stuff where like there just wasn't enough room for the amount of stuff that the writer had in there. You know what? I'm right. Likewise. You don't have to talk about my comic like that. Well, this wasn't even you. Uh, I, this was a, on another thing I was working on. But my initial thought to tell the editor was that, well, look, you know, I, I think maybe, you know, the writer needs to sit down and talk to the artist while they're in the layout stage. And I thought about it. I'm like, do people still do that? <laughs> like, yeah, people do layouts. Like, I mean, not, not just the thumbnails, but the actual pre-pencil pencils, I guess. I mean, that, that depends on the artist. Because, I mean, there used to be a lot more steps in making a comic. than uh, like- Not everybody did it like that, though. I mean, I did, when I was doing it that way, I was probably putting a couple of steps that were unnecessary. I don't know. I mean, I knew a number of artists that did like blue line and pencil and inks, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, occasionally you'd run into somebody that went straight from blue line to ink. I remember yeah. I remember that. I can't remember specifically who, but I remember being like, oh, that's pretty good for going from like really loose blue line shit to doing your inks on it. You know? But uh, yeah, and I, I, that just got me thinking about like, you know, how much stuff's changed since we've gone more digital, I guess, or whatever. Like, a thing I'm working on right now is a translation job. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not doing the translating, but I'm lettering the thing. And it, um, like, the original artwork, like, the lettering and the balloons and everything were all part of the art, you know? Mm-hmm. Laid in, I mean, they're, they're, they weren't even added in digitally later, like, this was all done on the artboard. And I think including the colors, because the colors look like they're they're either markers or inks or watercolors or something. Judging by what I'm seeing from the art. Um, and, I'm, and, and I mean, this is a fairly, within the past few years, a fairly new comic. I'm like, that's, that's, but it, it is an indie, it's like a, a, it's a, a bio comic kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Talking about somebody that found out they had like a brain tumor or something. Mm-hmm. It's a kind of a horrifying book, <laughs> so, honestly. I mean, when I, I skimmed through, I, I didn't read it because it was in Polish or something like that, but I was kind of like trying to compare the translation to the original reference document that I had. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> mm. It's a good looking book, though. Um, but yeah, so I, you know, I was thinking about that. I was like, wow, I mean, that's kind of like a thing. Because that's a lot of work to do everything that way. <laughs> in, in one sense. I mean, in another sense, it simplifies stuff, I guess. Because you don't you don't have like a whole bunch of different moving parts that have to be assembled later or whatever. Yeah, and I mean, that's how they used to do it, right? Right. I, I mean, there are times when I kind of wish that I could do my letters before the colors and have the letter or have the color like letter the sound or have the color color the sound effects and stuff like that. You know, like to make it all kind of meld better. Because mm-hmm. I mean, that's the way it used to be. You'd have your the colorist was the last step. The lettering was done like. Uh, either concurrent with the inks or like just before the inks, you know. And a lot of times the letter would be the one that actually like they wouldn't ink the panel, but they would ink the panel border. 
so it matched the um, like when the, where the balloon butted to the border and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then the inker would come in and do the actual like inking of the artwork in the panel itself. And um, or you know, vice versa. Sometimes it was inked first, and then the letter came in and did the did what they needed to do. But either way, that was done before the colors, because and that was mostly a function of how things had to be printed back then. Because um, especially before digital colors and, and that, and the one actual the the photographic negatives, like how Epic had a lot of watercolor comics and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like before, you know, basically the old four color comics that were done using the um. Um, like a dot, you know, screen pattern kind of thing. That stuff would all be done at the end because it would be stripped up essentially into whatever the four colors were supposed to be, or you know, the CMYK stuff. And you'd have your. I, they had the charts for the densities and stuff, and you had like a fixed amount of colors you could use back then. But that would all be done after everything else was done because that was like the last step pre-press before it would have to go to the press, before they made negatives and, and stripped up to make plates and stuff like that. But once they started doing digital stuff, you know, colors could be done early. They could be done at the same time as the letters, but they usually weren't working over the letters anymore. But I often thought that, like, it might be an interesting look to actually have the letters down before the colors touch it. But, you know, I don't know. That might throw, like, a whole different set of wrenches in the operation. <laughs> I'm sure it does. You probably have to know all that stuff before. Yeah. But... Anyway, it was just a thought because I, you know, it was, uh, again, like you said, I, I sit here alone a lot and think while I'm working. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that was one of my thoughts I was having. You start getting ideas when you start when you sit there and you're by yourself. You tell me, um, I'm, I'm getting above my station. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's definitely what it is. I'm sorry. Mm. I see where we're at. Mm-hmm. Putting on airs is what you think I'm doing. Yep. Yep. Don't. Yeah. I don't pay you to think. Getting getting too big for my britches. Is what mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I mean, I am because I'm, I'm kind of fat. But. Yeah, stop getting fat. I mean, I'm also fat. You know what I'm saying? Like pH fat. Yeah, pretty hot and tempting. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's you know. Anyway, all right. Well, I guess we're done this week. <laughs> uh, you can reach us at crankcast.com, crankcastgmail.com. They're just you know. Back when Mike still worked on paper at CadenceComicArt.com. Yeah, I still got some of that stuff. And, uh, I mean, of course, CadenceComicArt.com also has lots of people that are, you know, crankcast adjacent, as it were. And they're all all in, uh, well, not all of them. A lot of them are in New York right now. Yeah. Go um, so, uh, why didn't you go to New York? Too busy? Uh, yeah, I'm a little too busy. I'm going to... England next month. Oh, right, right, right. I haven't been to New York in a long time. I'm due. I need to go. Um, so, uh, I'm going to go one of these years. I keep saying that. I'm going to go there, and I'm going to go to the... Uh, yeah, whatever. What's that one in Casey? Planet Conoco? Yeah, I want to go to that one one of these days, too. Cause I, I'll go with you. I always hear that that's a good show, and I, I know a lot of people... From that area, from yeah, working with them and stuff. Fun. It's fun, and I'd really like to go see it. But um, anyway, so yeah, CadenceComicArt.com. Um, go read Battlepug the web series at Battlepug.com. Um, stuff like that, you know. I mean, have a good weekend. Be safe. 
Yeah. And remember, yes, existence is pointless, but that doesn't mean you can't have a good time. <sighs> hey, man, that's a very cheery message. Okay. All right. See you all next week. Bye.